Very excited to have 10 years back for their 10th time, which is a little bit of a milestone here on The Rock Countdown. Brian Vodine, hello. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I, I always love talking to you. Joining us from Skype today, let's go back to San Antonio. I first met you guys there 2006, and the first year I was there, I think you guys played there like eight or ten times, so I anticipate when you play in that city, it's going to be a huge welcome for you. Oh, I mean, yeah, we, I feel like we literally have lived in Texas, you know, <laughs> like it's, uh, there's something about people's desire for rock and roll in Texas that is it's just different. It doesn't feel like any other place in the country. And uh, uh, we're really appreciative of, of all the support we get over there. But, yeah, we definitely we crisscross that state uh, with no rhyme or reason just uh, until, you know, until we couldn't do it anymore. Everyone was like, no, please go back to Tennessee. You've done You've done enough. Uh, we can never have you enough here in Texas and all over the country. We're so glad to have 10 years back on the Rock Countdown. This weekend, 10 years here for their 10th time. And I got to say, man, back in 2015, when we last had Jesse, your vocalist, on the show, I thought it was pretty much the end of the band. I mean, the title of the album called From Birth to Burial. So uh, how were you guys feeling at that time? Oh, like it was the end. I yeah. mean, everything was the state of the band was just unhealthy and toxic at that time. And um, I, I, I don't know what exactly it was, but there was a combination of things that really culminated a negative cloud in the band. And so um, I think you can hear it on the record. I think you could, I mean, obviously by the title from birth to burial, <laughs> the burial was certainly the end. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I came home in 2013 because I just was, I was over it. I wanted to be with family wasn't enjoying it anymore, wasn't having fun on stage. I didn't feel like the band was playing well. I just, every night on stage in my in-ears, I was listening to us and I was like, this isn't us anymore. So something, you know, had had changed. And then if you fast forward to 2016, you know, I get a call from Jesse and things were going to change in the band and he wanted me to come back. And, you know, I came back along with Matt Wantlin, the other guitar player who, uh, we actually fired him in, in 2009. You know, that was back in like we were drinking a ton and everybody had an ego. And uh, uh, he was a horrible drunk. So we were like, OK, you got to go, dude. So, you know, we all have grown up since then. And uh, Matt and I were those kids in the back of uh, my car, like playing guitars and trying to sing Deftone songs back when we were like 16, you know. So he and I have been playing guitar together you know, most of our lives. And so this album really getting back together, having clear heads and especially for me having a little time off, I I'm reinvigorated and refreshed and ready to go. Uh, the negative dark cloud in the band is gone. And we are like, it's a new, it's, I'd say it's the same book, but it's a new chapter. And we all really feel that way. We went about writing the album differently this time worked with a different producer all the way around it feels completely you know refreshed brian vodine guitarist of 10 years joins us today via skype for the 10th appearance on the la lloyd rock countdown and while some bands have attained a certain level of success either by radio airplay successful tours you start finding that comfort zone and stay there so how did all of you challenge each other to be a little bit different and push harder on the new album how to live as ghost you know the interesting thing is is that matt and i especially um, 
as guitar players, we couldn't have any more drastically different styles. Yeah. So in a way, uh, and it sounds totally cheesy, but we complete each other as far as, <laughs> you know, I will write a big, heavy riff, and then he likes to be icing on the cake and do this really textural kind of uh, melodic thing over top of it. So we don't step on each other's toes at all. And when you don't step on each other's toes, you don't butt heads as much, you know, because when you have two people that are trying to write basically the same type of thing, but it's a little bit different, it's easy for that to turn into a battle and, and, uh, everything. But this time around, we all came into it with a really open mind. We went into it with the same goal, which is basically to make a record that's, that's 10 years, but to, to give something a little bit refreshed and different. I have had the opportunity to listen to the new album coming out next Friday, October 27th. You're going to love it, I promise. Brian Vodine is here. Ryan Tater Johnson left the band in 2016. Matt Wantlin came back into the band after being away for several years. So the circle of life in regards to a band continues. So talk about this transition between the two. Well, it was interesting because we didn't really... Sometimes when the elephant is in the room, you don't even realize it a lot of times and and we just had gotten to the point where things were so unhealthy amongst band members and everything that um in talking to jesse about the life of the band uh when he wasn't sure if it was going to be totally over or if we were going to continue one of the things that came up was you know i think according to what he was saying is that the band really was going to be done if they didn't make a change. And and Jesse is very non-confrontational. Oh, yeah. He does not really um, like to... Well, I'll just put it how it is. He does not like to make big changes and especially does not like to fire anyone or let anyone go. He's just not that guy. And um, But I think that for the band to continue, he had to make the change with Tater. And being that Tater's been in it from the beginning with me, it was it was a weird <laughs> thing because, you know, that's that's like, you know, we're old school cats. We started it back in my parents' garage. But um, things just got to a, such an unhealthy state that it, a big change needed to shake things up. And uh, and so Jesse, Jesse, you know, moved forward with that and and decided to make that change and then asked if I would come back. And so it was definitely um, it's a big change and something that nobody really wanted to have to do. But I think uh, that did help kind of make things healthy and refreshed again. And, and now we're able to really, you know, work and write on the same page. Brian Vodine checks in from his home, from his Knoxville studio there via Skype. And, uh, hey, the next song we're about to hear is the lead-off track from How to Live as Ghost, Nova Kane. So uh, tell me about this one, man. So originally we were going to do this thing where, you know, I think we had been listening to a band called Foles at the time. Okay, I know and very well. We we had thought about doing this thing where it's like a driving bass line and the, the guitars be real ambient and Jesse do some kind of more artsy vocal stuff. And we brought that to Nick and he was like, you guys are out of your minds. That is a <laughs> killer rock song. Yeah. Stop overthinking it. And so... We basically kind of took his direction, and the next thing you know, that song just happened. Um, and that's kind of the theme of the record, was that so many of these songs just happened, and it didn't take that super drawn-out, long and methodical process that we've typically 
you know, implemented in our writing. These songs, and, and it wasn't that we were under the gun on time, it was just they they just came together. And I think Nick forcing us to strip away some layers and not overthink things made it to where the songs really just fell into place rather quickly. I've heard that story so many times that some of the biggest hits were written in the shortest amount of time. Next Friday, October 27th, 10 Years releases their eighth studio album called How to Live as Ghost, and the band is kind enough to share a track before that album even comes out. So let's do Artist Pick Brian. I had a song called Blood Red Sky that was on my solo EP. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, Jesse, I didn't even know that he knew that song, but he had latched onto that and said, you know what? I love what you did on that, but I hear something a little bit different. Do you mind if we try it? Huh. Interesting, you know? So, because I had the other version so deeply ingrained in my head. Uh, and then next thing you know, he had this really amazing take on that song. Uh, so we redid it, and, and Nick had a lot of really good input on that as well. Um, so, so that one, it's definitely us, but it, it has a little bit of a different vibe. Back with 10 years on their 10th appearance of the L.A. Lloyd Rock Countdown, the album How to Live as Ghost, coming out next Friday, October 27th. Now, your producer, Nick Raskalinich, is based in Nashville. He recently produced Korn's The Serenity of Suffering, and I know 10 years has a good history of touring with Korn. Was uh, that one of the reasons that uh, you decided to go, just uh, because of your, your history with Korn? Or what's the story with Nick? Okay, so the story with Nick, this is... <laughs> It's a small world because, believe it or not, I grew up in Knoxville on a road called Fox Lonis Road. Okay. Well, two other guys that are in the music business that grew up in Knoxville on Fox Lonis Road is Nick Raskulinix and Brian Bell from Weezer. Yeah. Wow. That's we, crazy. The three of us all lived on the same road. Wow. Now, I actually did not know those guys because they're quite a bit older than I am, mm. um, but but when when we went to to talk to Nick about doing the record, you know, we obviously brought up the Knoxville connection and everything, and and um, uh, you know, uh, we didn't really talk to the Corn guys about him. But when we looked at the catalog of work that he has, and you see that not only did he do one Foo Fighters record, but he came back for multiples, and not only did he do one Alice in Chains record or Deftones record, all these bands came back to him multiple times. And after doing this long enough, you kind of get a sense of, you know, there's a difference between somebody making a name for themselves by being in the right place at the right time. Uh, There's a big difference between that and then someone that keeps getting icons that go back to them. And having these people that have done multiple records with Nick, we, we thought they, those people trust Nick with their creations. Mm. They, they must believe in what Nick does and trust him. And so if he's good enough for two or three records with Dave Grohl, then why <laughs> in the world would we not trust him too, you know? Well, you got to trust a guy like that, right? Next Friday, October 27th, you can get the album How to Live as Ghost, the eighth studio album from our guest co-host 10 Years Here for their 10th time. Previously, Jesse, your vocalist, had his voice layered for that rich, epic sound. But on the new album, your producer Nick encouraged Jesse to get away from that and kind of strip it down a little bit. So did it take a lot of convincing to uh, move in this direction? Yeah, I mean, from our very first meeting with Nick, day one, uh, he had such a specific vision for this record. I, I mean, I'm not kidding. I really feel like Nick heard our entire album in his head before we even met him in wow. person. 
he knew because I at that point I had been sending him demos and you know you can imagine I'm in my studio cutting demos with the band and I have Jesse here and I'm like we're gonna send these to Nick Raskulinix let's layer all these vocals and let's make this huge big epic production and I send it to him and he goes What's all that crap? <laughs> you know, because for him, he had a good point about Jesse having such a, a great voice and a voice that people can connect with, mm -hmm. but that we tend to cloud it with with production and, and effects. Um, Jesse and I, you know, we go back to the early days of the band where we like, you know, worshipped Radiohead and Nine Inch Nails mm -hmm. and stuff that was just a little bit off the beaten path, a little left of center. So, you know, we like effects and and kind of that, you know, much more rich production. But Nick wanted us to get back to basics. Yeah. And at first, that was really weird because, you know, we, we don't really, we didn't envision these songs being so stripped down. Mm -hmm. But now that we've lived with the record for a while, I can't imagine them any other way. Previously, we talked about how the album's recording was stripped back a little bit more raw, so I think that's going to kind of change the dynamic on the live show as well, right? Exactly. Well, and that was part of what Nick wanted. He Because we don't usually do this when we make a record, but um, he was big on pre-production. In fact, we spent more time hashing out the songs doing pre-production. That was more time-consuming than actually doing the record, wow. like recording the, the album. And that was on purpose because Nick really wanted us to focus on the performance aspect of these songs. And so in his mind, he wanted uh, he wanted the record to basically sound like a really kick ass live rock band, mm -hmm. like like 10 years on steroids live, basically, which is I, I think that's the result. That's what we got, because it's it's not overproduced and there's not too many layers it's just enough to feel big and impactful but still i mean it's us it's real brian vodine let's do another artist pick man absolutely um one for sure that is uh, a favorite in the band is a song called phantoms and uh phantoms was just one of those songs that it started out with a drum and bass groove and then literally within minutes the entire rest of the song was written and matt and i you know, we came up with our guitar parts and we the cool thing about these songs is that most of this, most of the music, at least, we weren't even talking as a band about what we were going to do or what kind of vibe someone would just start playing. And this is one of those songs where um, we just started playing and then there it is. We go, OK, Jesse, now good luck. You know? <laughs> That's um, cool. Uh, yeah. And then. I do know that the chorus in that song kind of came about. Um, that was a, that part was a little bit preconceived because I'd been sitting at home strumming an acoustic guitar and I started singing a vocal melody. And so the vocal melody for Phantoms in the chorus was one that I wrote just sitting with an acoustic. And I remember I made a little voice memo on the phone and I sent it in a group thread uh, in a text to the guys. And they actually were like, no. That that's kind of boring, you know, and that <laughs> so nobody really liked it at first. But then once we tried to work that into this piece of music that we started as as a group, we all realized, wait, that actually might kind of work. And uh, and so that one came about pretty, pretty organically. But I, I thought my chorus was 
was a no-go at first, but then it ended up working out. <laughs> Ten years on the Rock Countdown for their tenth time, and a great quote from your vocalist, Jesse, in regards to going into the recording of the album Division many years ago, and he said, I think when you go from being yourself to all of a sudden having success, sometimes the industry can make you have an identity crisis and make you question who or what you want to be. So, Brian, is this still a struggle for you, or have you kind of found your true place in the band and, and know what your contributions will always be? I, we're never going to be totally secure with with what or where we are, I don't think, because every album is a different snapshot of where we're at at the time. Um, and we just have such varying influences that it, it is, it's really tough to, uh, to kind of rest on your laurels and feel like, like you've made it or that you you're finally where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we wrote stairway to heaven tomorrow, we would all be second guessing it and wondering, is that actually a good song or, <laughs> you know, so we, we kind of, we're at the point now to where now that we're older and we have a handful of records under our belt, we know that each album is just a snapshot of that particular time. And we, we write and record each album to where we're happy with that. And then, you know, on to the next. So um, the business can totally shred you apart. And uh, we've dealt with that and we've had inner turmoil because of that. And we've also had success because of that, you know? So um, I think it's just going to be ever evolving. And, and I think that we're always, no matter what we make, we could be five records from now. I could be, you know, an old man sitting here saying, you know, we're still, uh, you know, chasing our own tail, but we're loving every record we make while doing it. You always got to keep improving. That's a great attitude, my friend. Ten years, new album next Friday, October 27th, How to Live as Ghost, which means obviously you're going to be on the road. Now, Brian, you left the band just because of all the uh, time it took you away from your family. So here we are, 2017, you're back into it again. And and how challenging is that for you? It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. I, you know, I have... Uh, the most amazing wife, and that's not even a, a stock or canned answer. She's, I mean, we have three kids yeah. and, and she, she basically gave me the blessing to come back on the road because she knows that this is just who I am and what I do. Um, and, and it, it's tough, but it makes it really, Jesse and I both have strong women at home and, and, that's what helps us be out on the road and not losing our minds worrying about everything back home because right. we know we really got a good handle on things. So I can't I can't stress that enough of how lucky we are to have that. Now, uh, so I have a 9-year-old, a 3-year-old and a 2-year-old. Wow. That that that's a little crazy. The 9-year-old totally understands what's going on, knows what I do, totally gets it. Um my two-year-old says that I live part of the time on a school bus. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Got it true, almost. Uh, so the younger ones don't quite get it all yet, but um, but they're very involved in music, too. They, they all run around the house singing. So, you know, it's tough, but again, we're lucky to have 
have the women that we do at home that that really man the ship. Awesome to have someone that great back at home. I love it, man. Next Friday, October 27th, get the new album from 10 years called How to Live as Ghost. Brian, thanks for taking the time today to check in from your home studio there in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I hope to see you somewhere on the road, man. Oh, we'll, we'll definitely be in your neck of the woods soon. Cool, man. Thanks again for being on the countdown today. Awesome. Thank you, man.